Hello, welcome to After the Flag, after the Michelin Grand Prix of Aragon. I'm Steve Day, joined uh, as ever by Simon Crayfowl, and shortly we'll cross over uh, to Matt Burt, uh, who's got the top three on a day where we've now had eight different Grand Prix winners in ten races in MotoGP. It's a win for Suzuki, finally, in 2020, but perhaps not the rider that you thought it might be at the start of the day. Alex Rins, victorious, ahead of Alex Marquez, the rookie, and Juan Mir in third. What an extraordinary year. Simon, I am running out of words to describe this 2020 season. It it's is so, so bizarre. unpredictable, isn't yeah. it? I Incredible. Mean, I'm going to throw my hands up first and say I was totally wrong. I thought the V4s would dominate here. Mm. At least give the, the inline fours a hard time. And they didn't, apart from Mark. Uh, sorry, Alex. Almost blew it. Alex Marquez. Um, uh, Suzuki, you know, I've got to say, super happy for them. It wasn't the rider I thought was going to do it. But super happy for him because he looked like winning in Le Mans. I know it's easy to say when he fell off, and but he had those medium tyres on, which were the strongest in the race, and he was fighting at the front. But I'm super happy that he could pull it off today. Good for him. Incredible, isn't it? And, and Yamaha's drop in the race. Oh, I mean, like it was stones. Like just... I haven't had a chance to talk to because there was no time to talk to uh, team managers and find out what happened. But it looked like. And yes, Maverick and Morbidelli could manage it better, but it looked like just falling off a cliff grip-wise, didn't it? You know, well, They had the pace, but not the endurance. Fabio Quattararo started on pole position, uh, didn't score a single point. Uh, incredible. Scary. Really, really scary um, in, in a mad, mad race. Alex Rins winning the race from 10th. Now, so often... He can go under the radar, Alex Rins. But this morning, perhaps not so much, because in morning warm-up, he looked really, really strong. Yeah. And you caught up with Davide Brivier this morning, and he, he kind of edged towards saying that, you know what, we both riders could have a good day here today. And this is Fabio Quattararo's demise in the race, particularly into the final two turns. And, and a couple he of just couldn't other get places turned, could, could not hold the line at all. No. How peculiar. But what a ride it was from the two Alexes, former teammates, of course, Alex Rins, and Alex Marquez. Oh. A brilliant ride through to the front in the first place for Alex Rins, which he deserves a lot of credit for, yes. but to defend as well in the latter stages from a really hungry rookie in Alex Marquez uh, equally as impressive. Yes, and to keep it going, you know, like uh, it didn't happen for Juan Mir. Uh, he believed he had the pace, but he couldn't keep those tyres going the same. And uh, Alex Rins did. And so, like you said, hats off to him, but I just... The ride of the day, obvious, is Alex Marquez. Unreal for a rookie to do that. And again, going back to Le Mans, excuse my mask, um, he looked like doing that. Again, he said today in Parc Ferme, you've got to sort the qualifying out because both Le Mans and here, if he was in the front two rows, he could have won. Well, the same could be said for Takanakagami as well, who came on really, really strong in the closing stage of that race. In fact, on the last lap, he was the fastest rider out there. He ends up finishing fifth. So equally, if Nakagami can get himself on these front two rows, he may well be on the podium soon as well. It's so unpredictable. You know, the, the qualifying to race was just completely different, wasn't it? You know? yeah. yeah, amazing, isn't it? Juan Mir in third place, Simon. A lot of people would have said that at one stage in the race he was well-placed to probably challenge for the victory. Do you think there was anything championship-wise going through his mind or do you think it was just purely tyre-related? Yeah, I think it was a feeling he knew uh, he couldn't do it. He said something about the front of the mm. bike in Parc Ferme. Uh, something in the front end wasn't right. Might have been front tyre or how him and the machine used that front tyre. We used it up. But uh, 
I think it wasn't championship he was thinking about. It was just he knew he would fall if he kept pushing, you know, so he had to, had to run back a bit. Uh, there's four races remaining in this world championship somehow, Simon. Uh, Andrea De Vizioso, finishing seventh, has managed to close the gap in the world championship. He's just 15 points behind. He did rescue something, but not like I thought he could, you know. Um, not like the, you know, with the old tyres last year, the Andrea of last year would have come through to, like Alex Marquez. And, uh, but he's but, dodged a bullet, hasn't he? Oh, big style. Like, it's unreal he's been able to keep it, keep it alive. Good on him. Like, it, it's better for us, isn't it? Well, I suppose but, the good news... But for... he needs some podiums, doesn't he? You know, or wins. The, to, good, to... the good news is, Simon, is that they've... They've clearly had problems here this weekend. All the Ducatis. We, we return here next week. I mean, do you think that there's any way that they can find a step to be able to challenge and be with the Suzukis and Hondas for next week? Yeah, I mean, if, if anyone can, you know, like KTM did uh, at Mizano, it's going to be really interesting to see who can make that good mm. step forward. And it's not impossible. It really isn't, especially with a wily fox like Dovi, you know, and, and with Ducati behind him. But... You know, oh, it's a big ask because they're quite a way off, aren't they? You know, they and, seem to be. Yeah, and uh, you both, him and Jack are obviously, you know, Dovi and Jack are both brilliant riders, and they just couldn't run with the the, the other guys. Cal Crutchlow, of course, started on the front row, but a horror start for him. Saw him go all the way back to 12th, 13th on the opening few laps. He did get into some sort of decent rhythm and get into the top 10, but of course, when you're behind Ducatis, it makes life even more difficult. Yeah, something went wrong, didn't mm. it? Because it wasn't down to them not having their start device because Tucker got a quite reasonable yes. start. And mm. so it'd be interesting to catch up with Carl debrief-wise and find out what happened, because something didn't go right, you and, know. And Franco Morbidelli line. equally seemed to kind of go similar way to Maverick Vinales. I mean, Vinales actually came on strong towards the end, and, and another lap or two may well have been able to pass Juan Mir. But, uh, but what the, happened in that middle part? It, that's, well, that's the head-scratcher, isn't it? Because mm. there was nothing over the weekend, from what I think anyone could see, to suggest that they'd struggle that early. Yesterday, Maverick did 17 laps on soft tyres, and he managed 48-9 on that last lap. That would have... He would have been in the front, the leading guys, you know, to, if he did that today. So I don't understand why not. Is there right. any explanation for it at all that we, you could think of? I mean, is it because of this Moto2 race before, the Dunlop rubber changing? Yeah. Is it because the track temperature was a little higher than usual? Yeah, you've probably got the only things I could think of. You just said them, yeah. OK, well... We'll have to try and analyse that and hopefully hear something from Yamaha about what went wrong uh, here today. What it does mean, of course, is the World Championship is so neatly poised. Funnily enough, that win for Alex Rins uh, puts him in a pretty strong position. He's only 36 points down now himself. How is this it possible? Is... And, and it, he's another rider, Simon, just like so many. And you could say the same about so many riders in this position because Mir himself has relinquished good opportunities. There could have been other days where he'd been on the top step, but the same can be said for Alex Rins as well. That injury at the start of the year, crashing from the lead in Austria, uh, crashing out last week in, in Le Mans. He's another well, one. Looking like a win. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, It's just so, so bizarre. Uh, with four races to go, do we have any idea who's going to win this world championship? <sighs> I mean, is there any feeling that you have in your bones? But, I, mean, I think most people would say Juan Mir. Because I of the still, consistency. He's still my favourite, yeah. You know, to, because you said it, um, so few falls, uh, always there, race day, every week. I mean, his run lately, every weekend he's been there, hasn't he? You know, so, but it's so unpredictable, you know. Like, we could go to Valencia 
And I think, and the Suzuki's might not work for some reason, you know, like they've worked everywhere. But you know what I'm saying, it's very unpredictable. I thought the V4s would be on top here and I was completely wrong, so... You've got to believe as well that Alex Marquez now could, could go into next week as a genuine contender to, to win the race and actually be He'll one of the favourites. I mean, what, it's a remarkable turnaround for Honda, isn't it? Who were down in the doldrums. It was looking like being the biggest nightmare of, of the, the, you know, Mark Marquez out, injury for Cal Crutchlow. And no riders in the top 10 in some races. Nothing. Yeah, and two, I mean, two today. You know, you've been trapping to Alberto quite a bit this yeah. year. A miserable looking Alberto. But anything but right now... It is, of course, down to Alex Marquez, his experience and the fact that he's got that confidence. He's doing a marvellous job and I'm taking nothing away from him at all. But there's a massive change in that bike, isn't there? There's got to be. I, when, I, when you say massive, I think it's small details. You know, they've got, they've got a new rear linkage that made everyone step forward at Mazzano. And they've, now they've got the, that other rear shock in. It's spreading through the Honda camp really mm. fast. Looks like it's working. Otherwise, you know. And um, obviously... The Honda works at Aragon, you know, and uh, I'll tease uh, Alberto about that if we, if we do have a chat, you know. It works here because Mark's brilliance, you know, to win, but he used to run away. So the bike works and Mark was fast, you know what I'm saying? I've got to say, at times today, watching some of these clips, I actually thought it was a number 93 and not a 73, the way he was riding. <laughs> yeah, that was a Mark-type ride. That yep. was just special. Especially, I'll repeat, for a rookie, truly awesome. Right of the day. And just think, we're, we're going to have both of them back soon. They'll be racing each other. Yes, on the same machine. Incredible, incredible job from Alex Marquez and the two Suzukis as well to get themselves two bikes on the podium once more, uh, as they did in uh, Barcelona. It's a, it's a brilliant job. And Alex Rins here, you can see, just crossing the line to take the victory. A thumbs up there from uh, Alex Marquez. KTMs, we'll quickly just go to them because it looks like we're just having a bit of trouble getting down to Matt. There might be a few people in the queue trying to speak to the top three. KTMs you were the yeah, KTMs. more disappointing than we thought, yeah. actually, that they were going to be. Amazingly. You know, like, uh, I, I would have put money on them being there. You know, I, I said it out loud mm. to you and everyone he wanted to hear. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see what they can do. Like, if they did... If they can do what they did in Mazzano, you know, have a shocker and then come back, get on the podium. OK, let's cross over to Matt now. He's got, I'm sure, a delighted Alex Marquez. He got his maiden MotoGP podium in the wet last week in France. One week later, they come like London buses and an absolutely outstanding second place for Alex Marquez. Let's go over to you now, mate. Yeah, thanks a lot, Steve. Alex, huge congratulations. Two podiums in one week in two very different races and two very different conditions. You said last weekend, after your first podium in the wet, you have to prove you can do it in the dry, and you did in such spectacular fashion today. What a race, Alex. Can you talk us through it and sum up your emotions right now? Yeah, really happy. Uh, really happy, really excited. Uh, so proud about what my team uh, gave me today because, you know, we have a... Uh, nearly perfect bike, always you can improve something, but have a really good bike. This, they told me before the race, believe in yourself, make what you did in every practice. So, you know, it's not like a, it's a dry podium. It's not a podium that, okay, uh, you have a craze in the first lap, in the first corner that craze the four favorite riders. No, it's a, it's a podium with all the letters. <laughs> and this is the, 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 the special thing. And yes, just so happy I felt quite well with the bike uh, from the beginning. I was overtaking the people step by step and not getting crazy. So yeah, um, I can be 
you know, really happy, but also a little bit like ah, I miss something, you know, to try to, to win for the victory. I did a mistake, um, two laps to go in the first corner that I was a little bit wide. And in that, I, I lose a little bit the, the, the contact with rims. I tried in the last lap again to, to go, but was a little bit too much on the, on the risky point. So, yeah, uh, second podium in a row is so special for me and for the team. How crucial, Alex, was the choice of that medium front tyre? Because we know the two Suzuki's had the, the soft front. But do you think that gave you some advantage in those final laps? Well, for me, no, no way to, to use the, the soft with the Honda machine. Um, we have clear... Also, I was close in the warm-up to put also the medium. I was close in the race to put the hard uh, front tyre. And is I think, what we missed a little bit more, because in the left side was a little bit, like, too soft. And I was not able to stop the bike in the, in the last moment. So, yeah, I suffered a little bit uh, in that way. But, uh, you know, a part of this, no excuse. Uh, we are on the podium, second, fighting for the victory until last lap, and we need to be happy. You talked about that mode moment you had at the first corner on the last lap, which cost you a little bit of time. We also saw the big slide, uh, the big, big uh, mistake in the, the final couple of corners. I mean, I mean, how close was that? No, it was not really close, uh, honestly. Uh, in the first corner, yes, because I was close to touch uh, rings uh, from behind. But in the, last, in the last corner, it's true that I had a moment, but not a really big one. Big. So it was nearly under, under control, everything. And yeah, I was trying my 100% from the first lap to the end. So I say, well, I won the victory, I won the victory, I will try. I have already a podium on the pocket, so I will try my best. So we missed that, but we need to be uh, happy and proud. Alex, what we've seen this year in back-to-back -back races, traditionally you've been very, very strong. You've made a big improvement in the second race. So building on this one, how do you think it's going to go next weekend? Because she was so, so good today. Well... It's easy to make improvement when you are 14, <laughs> you know, and then when you are second on, on race. This is true, and it's true that also for sure Yamaha will take the experience today and they will be fastest uh, next weekend. This, I think, um, will be, can be the key, the key of, the, of the weekend of next, of next week. But I think also we can improve some small things, we can improve uh, things that maybe I can be a little bit more fast uh, from riding style in some point of the track. So I will try to, to focus hard in the next weekend from the first moment. We know the tires, we know everything. So just try to adjust a little bit more the setup and try to be faster from the riding style in the points that we are losing just a little bit. Just finally, Alex, before we let you go and start the celebration, I think you were the coolest Marquez today. Watching your father in the garage, he looks like he's so, so nervous. I'm sure Mark was pretty nervous watching at home as well. Have you had a chance to speak to either of them yet? No, not yet with my brother. I saw it his Twitter. Uh, yeah, that he that put was it. awesome. Uh, hello, hello, everybody. I'm the brother of Alex Marquez. He's <laughs> <laughs> a nice one, eh? He's a nice one. He's smart also for these things, so yeah. So special. I'm also proud uh, to be his brother, uh, time world champion. So, you know, I'm trying to be better day by day, better person, better rider, and try to be professional from out to the track, to inside, and try to do my best. Awesome job, Alex. I don't think it's going to be too long in the future before we see actually both Marquez brothers standing together on a GP podium. Awesome job today, Alex. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Back to you guys.
Thanks very much, Matt. That was great to hear, Simon. Uh, the, I'm really excited about next weekend now. He made such a great point there as well. It is always difficult to make the improvements when you're already doing so well in, in second place. He's a very intelligent lad. In fact, we can't really talk much about that. It looks like we're going to be crossing live over uh, to Juan Mir or Alex Rins in just a moment. But, uh, OK, well, let's just carry on for now. and get. Oh, no, yeah, here we go. Juan Mir is ready. A third place and now the World Championship leader. Juan Mir is with Matt. Yeah, thanks a lot, Steve. The interview is coming pretty thick and fast here. Joanne, congratulations. Back on the podium here in Motorland, Aragon. Probably not the result you're expecting, or you probably expect to be fighting closer for the victory towards the end, but crucially, that podium means you are, for the first time in 20 years, the first Suzuki rider to be leading the MotoGP World Championship. So, all in all, it was a pretty positive day. Yeah, it was really positive because we took important points for, for the championship. Uh, it was. Uh, I'm a bit disappointed, honestly, because I expect a bit more on the last part of the of the race. I was saving a lot the rear tire, uh, being really smooth on the on the first laps and on the middle of the race. But uh, then I had some trouble with the, with the left part of the of the soft tire, that uh, you know with these temperatures. Uh, and being behind uh, uh, some riders, probably we had some some problem. But uh, but well, I think that uh, we we didn't manage in a good way how to use this tire, no. And uh, and that that was the, the the problem. I want to thank uh, to the team, to Michelin, to everybody that uh, uh, that made uh, helped me to to make this this race. Today was not our day. But uh, I'm, I'm happy to be again here. A bit like 2020, there were so many shocks and surprises in today's race, one of them being Fabio struggling and going backwards, and then the performance as well of Alex Marquez. Were you surprised how difficult Fabio found it and how strong and fast Alex Marquez was today? Yeah, he was really, really fast. Uh, um, Alex uh, Marquez made a, a really good job. I saw when he overtook me, he had something more. I, I, in that moment, I was not able. I was going backwards. Not, not. I was not. Uh, he overtook me in the correct moment because I was going back. And uh, and I thought that he had the performance today to to try to win. But uh, but anyway, he made a really good job. Uh, he took the opportunity that uh, today his bike was really, really good uh, and he took the opportunity to, to be on the podium, so uh, bravo. And now you're leading the World Championship, I'm sure the mentality doesn't change, you're going to have exactly the same approach for the final four races, but does it bring any slight extra pressure? It's the first time you've been in this position for a long time, particularly in MotoGP, so how do you think you're going to now handle being the leader of the MotoGP World Championship? I will not change. The, the way to approach the races, uh, this is for sure. Uh, I will continue like that. I will continue uh, working race by race, uh, trying to get as much much points as possible, work, uh, trying to get the victory every GP. Uh, and then uh, in, the, in the last race, we will be, we will look at the at the championship and to see where where we are. Well, it's going to be a pretty intensive fight over these next four races, Joanne. Congratulations, you Thank are the you. new MotoGP World Championship leader. And we'll see you again, hopefully, here in seven days' time. Congratulations, Joanne. Thank you very much. Back to you guys in the studio. Yeah, thanks, Matt. Thanks to Joanne Mir as well. Clear disappointment because, yes, he's leading the championship. Yes, it's another podium. But when it's your teammate, 
winning on the Suzuki, that is just going to eat at you a bit, isn't it? Yes, I think there's a little bit of that, but I think the big bit is uh, he's disappointed in himself, the team, who, whatever. The package not, today. The, for not figuring out mm. how to get that front soft tyre to the end of the race, you know, something, you, you know what I'm saying, he, he thinks... He, he wanted to be fighting for the win, and he couldn't because they didn't realise that it, the front uh, soft was going to drop off like that. But because of the cooler temperatures, they didn't get enough chance to really test yes. that medium front. And given yep. what Alex Marquez just said about who even thought about going for the harder front, you've got to believe that, Alec, uh, that Juan Mir now will yep. be going into next weekend yes. testing the hell totally out of that agree. medium front. Especially if the temperature stays up like now. And I think... It's the Yamaha's problem as well. I bet they all get on the medium. That's what I would say mm. is that, or at least figure out why they're, they're destroying that uh, front. I just want to say, watching those two interviews, we all got to see why I love this new generation of Moto2 guys coming through. Both those guys are, like you said, super intelligent, super driven, super talented, and super nice. They're really nice yep. people, you know. I, I, Really excited about this whole, and then we get a few more of them coming through next year. Well, the future is so bright. They're both, of course, ex-Moto3 world champions, and Alex Marquez, of course, the reigning Moto2 world champion. And it, right across the board, when you look at this world championship and you look at the talent that's coming through Moto2 as well, so, so exciting. And, of course, back in 2014, uh, when... Alex Marquez was able to win that Moto3 World Championship. His teammate was Alex Rins, who came on to win the race here today. Yeah, going to be really interesting going into next week just to see what happens in terms of the tyre choices. Just a quick word on Aprilia. We have to talk about them. No, we can't. We're going to go right over to the race winner. Alex Rins, what a day for him. He becomes the eighth different winner in 2020. Over to you, Matt. Yeah, thanks a lot, Steve. Rins wins in Aragon. That has quite a nice ring to it, Alex. Huge congratulations. After so many difficult moments in this 2020 MotoGP World Championship season, to stand on the top step of the podium in your home Grand Prix, your family home is so, so close to this Aragon circuit. This must be one of the best days of your career, Alex. Yeah, for sure. For sure. As, as you said, after uh, this, long, this long season, this, uh, <clears throat> we can say this bad luck season for me, we get it. We get it. This uh, this first position here in Aragon, for sure. Uh, this this victory is for all the all the fans that they are suffering, that they are not able to come to to the track, you no, know, for the for the situation, for the COVID. Uh, this is for all all for you guys. Was was unbelievable to get it, the, the the first position. Uh, Suzuki really wanted this this first position. They are they. We are doing a, a really good job. Joan, me, the team, doing a lot of podiums this this season. So means that the bike is uh, is competitive, uh, that we are doing a, a good job. So so finally this this, this first position uh, arrives. No, so I'm I'm super happy. It's hard to win in MotoGP in any circumstance, Alex. But to win from the fourth row is incredibly difficult. <laughs> <laughs> but your start from tenth on the grid was quite incredible. I think you're already fifth into the second corner and then by the end of the first lap you were four so just talk us through that start because it was incredible well, it was not easy uh, sincerely i was there on the grid with all my mechanics and i was really calm and and i was i was thinking alex come on be a bit nervous you need to recover a lot of positions come on no but but in the end uh, i tried to to maintain the calm and and i really did a good job I really did a, a, a good job, good start, good first laps, and, and yeah, we get it. 
your last winning MotoGP was at Silverstone last year where you had a battle with a, a Marquez. That time it was Mark. Today, perhaps surprisingly, it was Alex. Were you surprised yeah. <laughs> that he was the, the closest challenger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was amazing. Uh, I knew that the last laps Joan made was uh, on, on my back, trying to, to push me, no? trying to, to, to overtake me. But three laps to the end, I saw in the... In the like uh, the team from Market, they are showing him 0.4 to Mir. And I was saying, wow, another one. <laughs> Market, another Market. <laughs> so, so for sure it was, was difficult not to maintain the calm. It's, it's not easy to be first and to, do, to don't do mistakes. But we, we get it, we, we get it. Alex, I mean, it's been difficult at times this season. You've lost so many points through bad luck, the injury, a couple of mistakes that you made in Austria and in France last weekend, but you are still only 35, 36 points behind, Juan, in the championship. So with four races to go, are you still thinking that you've got a chance to be world champion this year? We will try to go race by race. Uh, for sure, uh, if, I, if I get the championship this year, uh, that... It's, it's quite difficult because Joan is going very fast and very constant. Uh, will be will be amazing because we, we did a lot of crashes, a lot of zeros. Uh, we struggle a lot uh, with one injury also. So, so for sure I will go race by race uh, and I will try to give my maximum. I don't have pressure. Uh, we, are, we are getting ready for the, for the next year for sure. Alex, huge congratulations. Thanks. Great to see you back on the top step of the podium. Thank you. Good news for you, and the good news as well, you've only got five minutes to drive home as well tonight. So enjoy the celebrations, Alex. Well done. Much. Back to you guys. A very happy Alex Rins here in the studio. Yeah, fantastic home win for Alex Rins. Thanks very much, Matt. Thanks to Alex Rins as well. Great to hear that interview. Simon, we always love... Uh, when the riders, when the chips are down, when their back's against the wall, if they can fight back. And after what happened to Alex at the start of this year, it's just magic to see this. I think everyone loves it, you know, because he's, he, he's been through a lot. You mm. know, they had a shoulder injury and then the suffering of riding for the next races after. Then coming back, coming back, uh, he was good in, uh, pretty good in Austria. But then to lose it, you know, you almost had it, like I said, in Le Mans. Now to get it today, you could see how happy he is. Yeah, fantastic effort from him. Before we go, I do want to get a quick word from you about Aprilia. It's not fair to not uh, talk about them. Unfortunately, we didn't see much of them in the race. Alicia Spargaro was hovering around the top 10 and then gradually faded away. A few of the KTMs passed him, including his brother, Paul. They're, they're really struggling, aren't they, still at the moment? And it's not necessarily a struggle in terms of the development going backwards. It's just everybody else is going forwards Yes. In, in, a, in a faster motion. You know, um, just to speak overall about Aprilia, they've got a new bike for this year. They've done a very good job. You know, they, it came in really late. And w whenever you get a new bike, you, you get it there, you work on the chassis, and then the engineers need time in the factory to get the engine developed for, for power. And the thing is, that's when lockdown hit. And they, they just haven't had the time to get that engine doing what it should do. So I expect, I genuinely expect them to come out fighting next year, more than this year. Okay, well, thank you as ever, Simon, for your thoughts. That's all we've got time for as we're about to move now into the press conference. Thanks for joining us all this weekend. Thanks to, to Matt Burt, to Matt Dunn, to Neil Morrison, to Amy Reynolds as well, to Simon from myself, Steve Day. Thanks for joining us here. We'll see you in a few days when we'll be back here for the Grand Prix of Teruel.